Now, it's time for the Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley. 1017, 1035, and 1460 WRAD. Good morning. Welcome into the Tim Donnelly Show. Talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 1460 AM as well. I'm Tim Donnelly alongside producer Lobro uh, here inside the Makadoo studio. Guests and callers join us on the Baker team hotline. That's 540-639-4900. That's 540-639-4900 for the Baker team hotline. It is a Thursday, everybody. Friday Eve, whatever you want to call it. We are making our way through the week. Uh, We are making our way towards uh, another Hokie basketball game, towards a weekend of XFL football, towards a great week of of golf, and, and all of that is reason for exactly what we're about to do. Sometimes, even on a perceived dead time in the calendar, right? This isn't middle of football season. This isn't March Madness. This isn't uh, NBA or Major League Baseball playoffs. But it's still a time where there's too much sports going on for anyone that doesn't do it for a living to stay up to date on absolutely everything. That's where we come in. We put together this Got You Covered segment, and we get you covered on everything that you may have missed. Here it is. No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry. Tim will get you covered. Well, everybody, the Miles Garrett situation has finally come to a close. And for those of you that have developed short-term amnesia, guess what? Miles Garrett's situation involves him trying to pummel another player in Mason Rudolph over the head with a football helmet that he ripped off Mason Rudolph's head. And oh, by the way, he did it on national television on a Thursday night football game. Well, he has been reinstated. It turns out his indefinite suspension ended up lasting six games also into the offseason. So he essentially missed the rest of the season from when it happened and into the offseason, but he will be back ready to roll week one of next year's NFL squad. I have questions for the NFL. Did they want a six-game suspension? Is the president now set that if you try to murder someone with a helmet being swung down like a, a Thor's hammer, is the president now the precedent, excuse me, now that you missed six games or is it that you missed the rest of the season? Would someone be smart to use the helmet as a weapon in week 17, knowing that they'll be reinstated in the offseason? Would they be stupid to do it at week two, knowing they'd be suspended for the rest of the season? The NFL's got some questions to answer, uh, and and I I really just want to know this. I want to know if the NFL just didn't want to make this a two-season story, meaning they didn't want to be playing that clip over and over and over again on opening day, on week two, week three, week four, every time the Browns played, uh, assuming that the suspension kept going on. If they ended the suspension just to avoid more and more and more views, more and more and more clicks on the video of, of Miles Garrett hitting Mason Rudolph over the head with a helmet, that's not the proper motivation, and they need to do better than that. Moving along, Uh, Elsewhere in college sports, Mel Tucker, formerly now the head coach of Colorado, now the head coach of Michigan State. Well, guess what? It turns out just a few days before he left Colorado for Michigan State, he tweeted out, I'm not leaving Colorado. Turns out the day before he left for Michigan State, he was telling recruits family members, I'm not leaving Colorado. And then guess what? 
He left Colorado. So it turns out that college coaches might understand that the situation is built for them to be hypocrites. It might turn out that college sports, college football in particular, is built so college coaches can shame players into not entering the transfer portal or make their lives living hell if they do enter into the transfer portal. Meanwhile, coaches can be willy-nilly with their commitments all over the place and have absolutely no ill effects when they take what the, the best situation for them. Now, understand this. Mel Tucker's moving closer to home. He's moving to where he got his start. He's getting more money. He's getting more uh, resources. But still, there's something sketchy, something hypocritical about going back on your word that I would not be comfortable with. This weekend, the Genesis Invitational. As a matter of fact, it starts later on today. Genesis Invitational features a loaded PGA field. Matter of fact, it has the highest percentage of top 10 golfers for any Regular PGA Tour event, meaning non-major, non-WGC championship. It has Tiger, it has Rory, it has DJ, it has Brooks, it has Rom, it has JT. It has nine of the top ten golfers in the world. I say this often, appreciate greatness. I love a good Nick Taylor story. Nick Taylor went from borderline unranked to winning last weekend at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, but it is so much better when you have the stars at the top of the leaderboard. If you are a golf fan that only watches majors, watch this weekend because it's practically a major. In Hokie news, how about this one, everybody? The Hokies, uh, were, the Hokies salaries for their assistant coaches were revealed publicly. How about this for Justin Hamilton? Four seasons ago, Jay Ham was an, an assistant position coach at VMI, Virginia Military Institute. Now he is making $600,000 per season as the defensive coordinator of the Virginia Tech Hokies. Second highest paid assistant, you might think it's the offensive coordinator and Brad Cornelson, at least as of right now, knowing that there's a, a pretty good chance he gets a new deal or a more lucrative deal later this offseason. It's Tracy Clays, linebackers coach, making half – a million dollars. If you go down the line, there's there's obviously tier link. There's Jafar Williams, Vance Vice making a surprising two hundred sixty thousand. Many thought that would be higher. All the way down to Ryan Smith and Hokie legend Daryl Tapp making hundred and seventy five thousand dollars per season. I think Daryl Tapp will pay that time over and over and over. Uh, Ryan Smith has an opportunity to really make his mark as well. But don't let you feel bad for him. Hundred seventy five G's still some cash. Once again, that is gotcha covered. It is also Thursday morning, which means it's time for a re-airing of the Roth Report. Bill Roth joined us yesterday at 8. Uh, had some interesting things to say, so here comes at you once again. A re-airing of yesterday's Roth Report right here, right now on WRAD. From the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report. Presented by NRV Furniture. Remember, nobody beats an NRV Furniture deal. Now, along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer and current ESPN broadcaster Bill Roth, here's Tim Donnelly. That's right. It's time for another edition of the Roth Report. Joining us, Bill Roth. Bill, good morning. Good morning. We need to start calling our Wednesday mornings ACC Bubble Wednesday. <laughs> we can always talk about what's going on uh, on the courts around the conference. How are you? Good morning. I'm, do I'm doing fantastic. And, and let's start right there. You alluded to it. Um, I've already talked a bit about, about UVA uh, somehow winning an overtime game, scoring three points in overtime and 50 <laughs> points in the game. 
Um, but what did they do for their 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 bubble cause? Not just last night, but but over their fe- their past few games, stringing together a couple wins and, and making that case. Yeah, they won four out of five, and the big win over Florida State is the is the key win. The only loss was the tight one at Louisville, and they've got a big game coming up in Chapel Hill. They've got a really interesting opportunity here because you know, think about this for a second. And this has happened before, but there's a possibility that somebody's going to get a bye in the ACC men's basketball tournament coming up. The fourth team is going to get a bye in the first round and be on the bubble. <laughs> and and be thinking, like, I really wish we could have played to get that extra win on our resume. This bye might hurt us. Yeah, but the, the thing is this. I you know, That did happen to Tech once before. Mm. Uh, you know, there's an unbalanced schedule. Uh, but we haven't had a situation where there are only three locks for the eight for the ACC in the NCAA men's tournament since 2000. I mean, we're going back 20 years since the league has been in a situation like this. But I think Virginia made a huge statement again last night. That was a huge win for them because coming into the game, both UVA and Notre Dame were in the 50s in the net ranking. Uh, you got to win at home, right, mm-hmm. if you're UVA. And you have a chance for Notre Dame to steal a huge road win. Uh, you know, from a basketball standpoint, it wasn't a great game. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Thank you for yeah. saying it out loud. <laughs> I mean, if, maybe if you're a diehard Virginia fan, you can keep clinging to that, you know, defense is beautiful. Line, baby pack thing. line, yeah. pack line, but it's not fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you. It, by the time it got into overtime, every possession was intense. and it, So it kind of felt like an NCAA tournament game. But think about this now. So we're, we've got four weeks left in, in, the, in the regular season, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. And, and and Virginia, they got Carolina on the road. They got BC at home. Then they go to Pitt and Virginia Tech. Uh, you know, six weeks ago, you're like, I don't know if Virginia can win any of those games. <laughs> and now, you know, the, 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 the Tar Heels still haven't gotten things turned around, even with Anthony back. Uh, BC's not very good. Hokies have gone through the, the skids lately. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, now they do have to play uh, Duke and they got to play Louisville again. So there, there's a couple at the end that are going to be really tough for UVA. But you know, if the if the tournament started today, or at least if the selections were today, Virginia'd be in, and and that's crazy because a month ago that wasn't even a possibility. But I I, I thought for NC State, that's the other team to, to really mm-hmm. talk about because uh, NC State beat Virginia earlier this season. The Wolfpack schedule is a little bit tougher. They got to play Duke twice coming up here before the end of the season and Florida State. So. Uh, their their final four weeks is really tough. If 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 uh, NC State makes the ACC men's basketball tournament, Tim, mm-hmm. they will have earned it. <laughs> Absolutely, and and it's 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 the the beauty and the curse of playing in the Atlantic Coast Conference, right? You're well, getting, this year it's a little yeah, but this year it's a little different. It used to be the beauty was you'd have all these opportunities mm-hmm. to get quadrant one wins, and you know it's not there this year. There's it's only a, three teams ranked in the top fifty, and, and that's the curse, right? Because even, right this year, e- even yeah. a team like like a Virginia Tech or, or some of these teams that you're, you know, you're saying are on the skids, they can still beat just about anybody. Like They still have the ability. There's no pushovers, even though there's not those opportunities, like you mentioned, for the big premier quadrant one wins. Right. So, so if you look at it, if you, if you look at the net rankings and the team sheets, you can see what we're talking about. Like There are teams out there like, like Syracuse and, and, and Virginia Tech, for example. Like they, could, they could win like seven of their last eight games – but they're, they're, they might have to do that just to make the NIT at this mm-hmm. point. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And it makes for a really interesting you know, stretch run here where, where, like you said, we could every week you could talk about the bubble and go, you know, this team just nudged onto the bubble or, or off the bubble in either direction and then come back the next week and it feels like you know, you're talking about a completely different team. I really think that the, the, the gap between the top three 
right, mm-hmm. between Duke, Louisville, Florida State, and four is is, is obviously cavernous. Yeah. But five, six, seven, eight, nine, who knows? And and some right of, now this some week of them it's will Virginia, get in, some right? of them won't. Yeah. This week is Virginia. Next week it might be NC State. You just you just don't know. And and it, yeah. And this time next week we'd be going Syracuse. I mean, it could be could be any of them. But yeah, uh, I don't know about them. So here's the thing. So Syracuse, you know, Elijah Hughes is probably their best player, mm-hmm. um, and they were playing really well. And they were they were in a situation last night. You know, they were ranked ahead of NC State in the net rankings and had a chance to get them at home. Now Hughes is hurt. It looked like he pulled his groin in the warmups last night. They got to play. Soft after- tissue injuries are the worst. Yeah. So now without him, or at least they're not going to have him in practice here for a couple of days. They got to go to Florida State and to Louisville back to back, and that is a that is a tough NBA esque road trip, <laughs> right? I mean, you're you're playing two games really far away from home and against NBA type of guys, right? Mm-hmm. Florida State's great. What do they won like? Twelve in a row now, and, and you're just throwing your your strange zone at them and hoping it works. <laughs> and then and then Louisville, both on the road back to back, so that it's Syracuse is looking more and more like an NIT team as well, and 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 with with opportunities, like I said, in the ACC, you know, going on that road trip, you pull off one and you look good in the other, and we could be completely talking about something else. Uh, in, in, in I know, in but I mean, you look at it objectively, you know, like I mean, is if Elizabeth Warren had won in New Hampshire last <laughs> night. The, the, you just kind of know. The, the right? if, yeah, the if is, is a big if. if yeah, I mean, if. they're not going to go on the road and win those two games, you wouldn't think. But yeah. you never know. That's that's the beauty of sports. Exactly. It's uh, not politics, yeah. Uh, very true there. Um, let's move along from, from basketball and, and move into some football news, kind of off-season news. Uh, you know, I'm fascinated to ask you this because, obviously, uh, you were around the Hokies when, when Daryl Tapp was making the name Daryl Tapp mean what it means now to Hokie Nation. He's back as an assistant. Uh, Miami brings in Ed Reed as a chief of staff, which, speaking of sports not being politics, I guess the lines are being blended <laughs> there a bit. Um, what, is, what is your take on some of these guys from the legendary parts of the era coming back and trying to have their influence on the modern program? Yeah, I think Virginia Tech and Miami want to get back to being Virginia Tech and Miami. <laughs> they, they would love to go back to the teams that had Daryl Tapp and Ed Reed on them. Yes, you know, it's like, we're looking to the future, but we're doing it by returning to our roots. And and I think in, in you know both instances, it's, it's kind of really very very similar. I mean, you know, they both were amazing players and incredible representatives of the brand when they played, right? Mm-hmm. And and clearly in Daryl Tapp, the Hokies have hired a, a full time assistant coach who can recruit. Uh, that's not necessarily going to be the case with Reed. There was a big f- fan outpouring to bring him back mm-hmm. to uh, to that program. Uh, but but I, but I think it shows that, you know, clearly Tech did do a, a, a the, the job it's done the last few years <clears throat> among the elite players in Virginia, mm-hmm. from a recruiting standpoint, and I think Daryl Tapp can help in that regard. You can come to Tech and play in the NFL, you can come to Tech and be in in major bowls. It you can come to Tech from the seven five seven. It's it's the same distance it was. 20 years ago, right? Yeah, D'Angelo Hall but, is not, tr- not driving further than the recruits are today. But, but, but in their minds, maybe it's, it's, it's too far. I don't know. I'm, I've, I think it's I all, it, it, it also is with social media, the distance to other schools has shortened, right? Because, because it doesn't feel as far because, you know, it, you're exposed to them more, I guess. Well, I mean, we've talked about this all the time, yeah. that whether you're recruiting in Northern Virginia or Richmond or Norfolk. I mean, there are a lot of schools – you know, North Carolina is closer to Hampton Roads than Lane Stadium, mm-hmm. right? And P- State College is closer to to 
some high schools in Northern Virginia. Mm-hmm. And, and but anyway, I, I think it's really interesting. And, and 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 the same thing with Reed, right? I mean, Miami has totally lost the whole South Florida thing. I mean, they have uh, most of their players are from there. They are. However, some of the elite players in the last four or five years haven't gone there. And they don't own it like they used to where, you know, some of those coaches used to just walk into towns and it was a parade just for being there to recruit one of those players. Yeah, so you're right. Like when Dennis Erickson shows up, that was a deal. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, you know, they lost to FIU this year. And, And to put that in perspective, I don't know that we can maybe figure it, put it apples to apples to Virginia Tech, but... Butch Davis, remember we talked about this at the time, mm-hmm. right? Butch Davis coaches FIU. For FIU, okay, mm-hmm. to beat Miami in football with Butch Davis as the coach, <laughs> I, I, I don't know that we could do it. And, and then they start to, calling it University of Coral Gables and we own Miami. Like, there was a lot going on there. Right, and FIU's a big – they got more students than yeah. Miami. It's a big state school, that kind of thing. But, I, you know, I don't know. Think, think, of a, think of another school in the New River Valley that would hire – by the way, uh, let's just bring him up. Congratulations, Brian Steinspring just got hired at at, at Go Blue Hens. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> Our worlds I guess are colliding. It would be kind of similar to, to to Old Dominion. Imagine, imagine if a former Tech coach coached Radford in football, <laughs> and they came into Lane Stadium and beat Tech. How that would go over to the current coach? <laughs> you know. So that that's so they had to they had to do something to try to get it back because, you know, and I mentioned this on the show a few weeks ago. There are more players in the National Football League more players in the NFL from Broward County, Florida, than any other county. And for the Canes to always lose, the, I mean, look, if Lamar Jackson had gone to Miami, the last few years in the ACC would have been a lot different. Instead, he went to Louisville and won the Heisman Trophy once and finished second a second time. So I think, I think the same thing is true. Ed Reed can help them in a big way in that regard. That's what he'll do. He's almost a brand ambassador. And I think Daryl Tapp can do the exact same thing for Tech. I think, it's a, I think it's a really cool move. I think it's a great move to get somebody that can say, I mean, you can go to this school and get to the NFL. It, and for Reed, you can go to this school and get to the NFL Hall of Fame or the Pro Bowl, whatever the case would happen to be. There's a bit of a difference there just in, in their roles, though, because Daryl Tapp, you know, the way I've described it is he's putting in the legwork, right? Him and, and Bill Tierlink are hitting the hitting the road and doing the, you know, eating the fast food on the way to the recruits' house, and he's going to be on the field sweating it out with the players. Ed Reed is is not doing that, right? They had to make up the position, the chief of staff, and he's just kind of going to – like he's the, the uh, brand ambassador, I guess, is the yeah, way. Yeah, but, 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 but a big name in that community down there. Is, is there – I guess my question is, is there an opportunity maybe outside of someone – uh, like Daryl Tapp, who's willing to come in and be a coach, right, and and be here Monday through through Friday every single you know, week and be on the road every weekend. Is there an opportunity for for Tech to maybe have that that Ed Reed position? I don't know, I don't, but I don't know who that would be. I mean, I mean there's I a few a lot names. of those. If, if their last name's not Vic or or Hall, then I, I I don't know where you go with it. Yeah, but you would have to have that person living in Blacksburg, mm-hmm. right? Whereas you know all those former you know. It's a little bit easier to get them to to see you know Toretta. I mean, they got there's there's yeah. all those Heisman Trophy winner dudes living in Miami mm-hmm. still, so they're already there. Yeah. So, but I mean, they're there because that's where they were from, and that's the <laughs> point. And 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 so that's what I think that that's what I think Tap can bring to the to the tech table, and Justin Hamilton too, right? I mean, there's 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 two guys that 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 are the lineage of the program. You talk about, do you, do you know the past? Are you aware of it? These guys are the past, and I, and I think it's a really good move. And, I, and I'll go back to what we talked about a few weeks ago. 
we I want that Virginia Tech Miami game to be what it used to be to, to mean something. Yeah, absolutely. I think we all do. Um, real quickly here before we move on, uh, I think we've we've heard a lot since the Daryl Tapp signing about him being the you know the guy that got to keep the lunch pail and and the second round pick. Um, but but I'm I mean my hokey fandom pretty much began where Daryl Tapp was already established. He was like the you know the the legend when I was the the kid looking <laughs> up to them and you know idolizing those guys. Uh, what are your memories of of seeing you know fifty five out there getting it done in a hokey uniform? Wow, it, know, I wish I, I wish I knew that was coming. I would have written down like my top three <laughs> Daryl Tapp moments. Oh, I, I don't I don't yeah. even mean like a specific play. I just mean like what type of player is he for for I mean. You know, I've had this conversation with with my cousin Sean Glennon a few times. You know, the recruits now were were three years old when you were playing. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, Daryl Tapp was, although the legend that he is, and he's been in the NFL. When he was at Tech, some of these recruits, you know, they were, you know, more worried about you know cartoons than they were about what was going on in Lane Stadium. Yeah, it was a totally different era. This sounds crazy, but I mean, this was pre cell phone, pre social mm-hmm. media. There may have been cell phones, but there were no smartphones. I, there and, there, know, there just, was no Twitter, no Instagram. Right. There may have been MySpace, but it wasn't cool yet. MySpace was very cool. <laughs> my, at least for me. Don't don't my, you talk down on MySpace. MySpace was the place that you could like listen to artists that. Yeah. Had music and when, when you logged on, it just played the music. You didn't even have to hit play. It just kind of was and coming. You could upload if you were an aspiring uh, college or high school play-by-play announcer. That's where uh-huh. you would put your, you know, you graduate from college and you'd have a MySpace page with highlights. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think Daryl Tapp was the quintessential Hokie. You know, mm-hmm. he's exactly what you wanted as a player, and I think he fit into the tech system. And I think that he was, you know, kind of like, you know, there was there was this there was this group, right? Like, you know, whether it was. Cam Martin or Orion Martin, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just just incredibly high, high character people, and uh, I'm, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm leaving like forty names out. That's the I, I mean, if you, I was going to say if you if you want to yeah. start listing defensive linemen for the Hokies, we we could be here for another another two hours of the ones that followed in Daryl Tapp's footsteps. Yeah, just 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 guys that were like, and you and like you incredibly can... well, incredibly coachable, right? Just in, and and. And, and the hardest working, most humble guys. Mm-hmm. So, how many times did we hear Coach Beamer say, when, when, when the hardest working guy on your mm-hmm. team is the best team, is the best player on your team, when the hardest working guys are your best players, it really rubs off on the team. And so, you saw guys like that. And Daryl was one of those, right? Yeah, and I mean, it just, seems like Daryl's kind of the quintessential that with the whole, like, right, when someone outworks me, they can take the, the, the lunch pail from me. And everyone was kind of like, well, we know no one's going to outwork you. <laughs> right. And so as a coach, you're never blowing that whistle yelling at them. <laughs> yeah. Because you got you got seven or eight NFL defensive players mm-hmm. that are pushing each other. Mm-hmm. And everybody sees that. First guy out of practice. Oh, shoot. Practice practice was at four. They were out they they, they were out here early. And they're staying late. Mm-hmm. And and I better hopefully- do the same. And so that makes that those were you know, I've never coached, but if I did, I would, I would, I would want a bunch of guys on my team that are, you know, the hardest working guys are also the guys that you know the scouts are looking at, and and they're not thinking about the league, at least it's not impacting and, their practice. And, and I've never been a head coach, but if I was, I would want an assistant coach with that reputation, right? It seems yeah, like exactly. You, you hope he brings that same stuff to the sideline as a coach that he did as a player. Uh, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll get updated on the sports media and analytics department at Virginia Tech. Team of the week, listing of the week, top three, game of the week. Much more to get to with Bill right after this right here on the Roth Report on WRAD.
We're back with Randy Kinder from NRV Furniture. Today we're talking about Ultimate Power Recliners. These are fascinating and remarkably comfortable. So many different adjustments. They have heat, massage, they help you stand up. This is the perfect place to watch a game. Plus, it'll help me get up. If you've got that father, mother-in-law, if you've got knee surgery, back surgery, these chairs will help you stand. You guys have the largest selection in the region. Oh yeah, we do. we got 25 to 27 on the floor, 60 in stock, ready for delivery. Ultimate Power Recliners, exclusively at NRV Furniture. Hey, Randy, what is it you always say? Bill, nobody beats an NRV Furniture deal. I guarantee nobody. It's all at First in Maine. Eat, drink, shop, play at First in Maine in Blacksburg. Give your closet a fresh look by shopping at Talbot's, Loft, or Joseph A. Bank. And while you're at it, why not try a new haircut at Sport Clips? First in Maine also has anytime fitness to keep up with your active lifestyle. Don't forget to check out Blacksburg Eye for a new pair of glasses. See the latest movies at the only IMAX in the region at Frank Theater Cinebowl and Grill. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to hear the latest. First in Maine. Eat, drink, shop, play. Nice meadow. Oh, use your imagination. <laughs> this is going to be our house. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here, here's the porch, right. and here's the living room, mm-hmm. and over there is the kids' room. Ah. And over here is our room, Ooh. and the master bath, and mm-hmm. here's the kids. Watch out! Ah, what? What? Well, you were about to fall down the basement stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Every home is built from the ground up. Find your ground with Louise Baker team of Long & Foster. They can help you locate the place you'll call home. For more information, go to nrvhomes.com. We're here with Randy Kinder from NRV Furniture. Hey, Randy, I'm looking for a new mattress. Can you help me out? Timeless Bedding out of North Carolina. This company has been in business since 1925. So how do I know if the mattress is right for me? Come in. Lay on them. Test them. Nobody's on commission. Nobody's going to force you to do anything. Yeah, and as you pointed out to me many times, Randy, a great night's sleep makes your day so much more productive. Yes, Bill, and plus, we've got the best warranty in the business. I've got a 25-year, 100% non prorated warranty. What is it you always say about NRV furniture, Randy? Bill, nobody beats an NRV furniture deal. I guarantee nobody. From the classroom to the studio to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech Sports Media and Analytics program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. Once again, here is Tim Donnelly. The Roth Report continues here on WRAD. Bill Roth still with us. Uh, Bill, what's going on in your, your sports media and analytics department over at Virginia Tech? Well, in the play-by-play class this week, uh, in fact, yesterday, we had play-by-play of the Bucks versus the Pelicans. We set up in our digital lab the game that was actually played last week. The, the students picked the game. They Surprise, Giannis and Zion, game. right? They, this is yeah. where everyone wants to go. And, and Alexander Walker. Mm-hmm. Oh, true. Nikhil, didn't even think about that. Uh, and the Bucks are the best overall team in the league so yeah it was good so they played last week so what we have them do tim is they pick the game then i go on the nba's media portal and i download the the actual game notes from that game mm. i think the game was last wednesday night in any event they download it they got to prepare their charts they got to do their preparation and then yesterday in class we simulate the game using a, a computer playstation <laughs> that has been uh, com- uh configured to provide an amazing experience uh, with graphics and the, it looks just like the real thing. I mean, you sit in the room, you think like you're watching the game on television, uh, but you have no idea what's happening. So it's not the real game that was played; it's a simulation, and we'll do it again. So that's in the play-by-play class. In the in the sports journalism class, we the assignment was to do an ethics in sports journalism essay, 
And just about all of them picked how the media covered Kobe Bryant. Topical. Makes sense. Very topical. There were some others in there as well. Uh, Heather Dinich, when she wrote about Maryland a couple years ago. I don't know if you remember the story. Remember Maryland had a football player who died? The, the, the culture, toxic culture. Essay. Toxic culture, yep. right. And, and, and Maryland wouldn't let any players available to speak to the media mm-hmm. after a death of a teammate. And she went behind their back and, and, and went to the parents. Mm. And all this stuff came out. And, of course, we know what happened there. Uh, and then in the intro to sports media class, you know we have today, my man, the first exam of the year. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there it is. I know. That's when, that, that's when you just heard everyone that's no longer in school go, thank goodness I'm not still doing that. We're a quarter of the way <laughs> through the spring semester. That's crazy. It seems like just the other day we were saying, you know, when kids get back on campus, what's, what's going on with the sports yeah, media? It's the middle of February part? already, right? So, yeah. Yeah, March Madness knocking on our door. Uh, all right, so that's what's going on in, in, across the different uh, different sections of the sports media and analytics department. Again, that's presented by First in Maine. Now, let's find out who our team of the week is. Now it's time for the Louise Baker team of the week. All right, who are we honoring today, Bill? I know we're not a big NBA market, but if you look around, the, the NBA television ratings in our region are better than you'd think. And so I was thinking about this, and so – we got to give the Raptors some love again this year. They are the NBA's hottest team. Toronto has won 15 games in a row. Do you, you know how hard it is to win 15 straight games in the NBA? It, it's incredible, and it's it's the type of, of streak that most of us would have thought was absolutely impossible when Kawhi Leonard bolted from Toronto. Yeah, this isn't this isn't last year's team, right? Mm-hmm. And and if you look at it, they're how are they doing it? They've got a negative rebounding margin as a team. That means <laughs> that means the other team out rebounds them every game. Tim, they've got a negative turnover margin. Take that, analytics. <laughs> right. So, in other words, they turn the ball over more than their opponent, and they get out-rebounded. So they're doing How a they lot with games? less possessions is what you're telling me. How? How? They're, 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 they're not among the top five or six scoring teams. They're not among, like, the Bucks. They're not among the top five or six shooting teams. How? And, and they don't have Leonard. How, how is Toronto? How has Toronto reeled off 15 wins in a row? Well, the answer is defense. They get stops. They get stop after stop after stop. This isn't UVA, right? Where, I mean, the games. It's not, they're not giving up 27 points a game or something crazy like that? Yeah, it's not. These, these aren't overtime games where one team scores three and Notre Dame scored two <laughs> last night, right? No, but, I, but I think it's, a, it's an amazing team, and, and that's, that's why they're a perfect team of the week. They're, they're second in the East behind the Bucks right now. I don't know that they can continue it, but I will say this. They've won 15 in a row. If they can win the next three, right, mm-hmm. the next game after that is Milwaukee, which has, at this moment, the longest mm-hmm. streak in the league this year. Milwaukee won 18 in a row. You look at Milwaukee, you see how they're doing it. I look at Toronto, and, I mean, clearly Kyle Lowry is good and, and Pascal Sycam is, is elite, mm-hmm. but that team shouldn't be able to go through a, a month of the NBA schedule, home, road, back-to-back games on the road, and, Go in everywhere, just pop everybody on the road. I mean, they're doing it, and that's, you know, Nick Nurse, we talked about him last year, mm-hmm. that no one talks about him. Uh, the coaches in Toronto and Milwaukee deserve a lot of, a lot more national pub than they get, at least in our country. I'm sure in, Tor- in Canada you hear all about it. And, and just to, to kind of piggyback off that last point, I'm glad you made them the team of the week because it's probably the, the most quiet 15-game winning streak in NBA history, right? Uh, I mean, going into the All-Star game, everyone's talking about everybody almost except Toronto, even though, uh, like you said, uh, Pascal and and Kyle are both All-Stars. 
So I was, I was in doing research for this segment. Someone wrote, this is the longest winning streak in Canadian pro sports history. And I, I said <laughs> to myself, are you telling me that the, those great Montreal Canadiens <laughs> Exactly, teams, the hockey teams. And all those years, never won 15 straight? So I'm not, I don't, I don't buy, you know, there were ties in the NHL back then. Oh, so it was maybe they went undefeated without winning every game, is what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, they're. Yeah. My, I mean, that one year, Montreal only lost eight games. How could they not win 15 in a row? But <laughs> they but maybe they had a, perfectly. <laughs> yeah, they'd go. They'd go. They'd win 10 in a row, tie a game. Yeah, win nine in a row, tie a game, and win nine more. <laughs> you know, so so over the course of 30 games, they were 27 0 and three. I don't know. I got to figure that one out. But how did it, how did that team not win 15 in a row? But anyway. There are no ties in the NBA, so that, that's obviously mm -hmm. why that streak can live. All right, there you go. Uh, that is our Team of the Week. It's presented by the Louise Baker team at Long & Foster, and it comes along with a listing of the week. What do we have for that, Bill? This is really an exciting three-bed, three-bath home on 1720 Vernon Street in Christiansburg. Uh, good size. It's over 2,300 square feet. And I, I looked at the pictures, Tim. You, it's really unique. There's these stone steps and a sidewalk that lead up to the front porch, which has this Italian porcelain tile. So it's a very impressive uh, entrance. Uh, the living room has totally newly refinished oak hardwood floors. Uh, the kitchen has Corian counters. It's got hickory cabinets with the golden oak finish. Uh, the, the cabinets have those roll-out tray shelves. You know what I'm talking about? It's been tricked out with all these hidden features. Yeah, I was going to say, like, like, it makes it easier to like get the pot out of the corners. Out, you're talking about those yeah, rollouts. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you open a cabinet and the and the tray rolls out. Mm -hmm. Think think of the tray in your dishwasher. You know the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now I get pulls it. Out. Exactly. So now instead of reaching into the cabinet, you pull the drawers out. So the cabinet comes to you. You can find it at nrvhomes.com. It's at 1720 Vernon Street in Christiansburg. Beautiful place. And 2,300 plus square feet is is awesome. So. Uh, you know, a growing family that that sounds like it's right up there. there or out. someone that doesn't want to keep reaching back for the colander or the, the <laughs> little used pot that is in the back of the cabinet. Exactly, you just, you just need the frying pan, and everything else is going to come out with it. It's going to be. Why is that? What is no it about? Idea. Are you are you with me on it, that? Absolutely, and it sounds like you know you just knocked everything in a hardware store off the shelves when you're just trying to get out one specific pan. I have no idea, but it's it's completely. Have true. you ever changed your dinner plan because of that? You know, he opened the cabinet and go, ah, maybe I don't need the cookie sheet today. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's order pizza. I, I've done the let's order pizza for, <laughs> for, a, for a billion reasons. It takes much less than having to, to, go, into the, to go into the cabinet to end, end up with me ordering out. Uh, that's our listing of the week. Again, thank you to, to everybody over at the Louise Baker team at Long & Foster. Now, uh, our game of the week presented by NRV Furniture. Uh, what's your game of the week, Bill? You know, nobody beats an, uh, beats an NRV furniture deal. Have you heard exactly. that yet? Uh, of course. Nobody. I've got, I've got two games of the week, but it's the same team because I think this is an incredibly important week for West Virginia's basketball team. They play Kansas at home tonight. They play Baylor on the road Saturday. And, and, and that's tough, right? The, Kansas is number three. Yeah, if you combine them, there are four in the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kansas is third. They're in Morgantown tonight. And then they got to go to Baylor Saturday, which is, you know, Baylor, that's flying all the way over the – at the number one team in the country in their place across country. That's not yeah. easy. But West Virginia is ranked 14th coming into this game mm -hmm. against Kansas tonight. And seriously, if West Virginia wins these two games tonight and Saturday, that's, a big, that's a big five. if, but, but if it happens, absolutely. They can go. They're, they're, they're a one limit. seed, they, <laughs> right? They've gone, yeah, they're going to zoom way up. So for, I know there are some West Virginia fans who listen to us, and Coach Huggins and that team mm -hmm. 
after last year, just this last year disappointing season have played really well. You know, I this looks like a split to me. They can get Kansas at home tonight. Yeah, I I, I think. I mean, they're a good. They're a good team. I don't want to come out here and say you know anything's likely when you're playing that kind of schedule. It's it's tough when you know home against number three in the country is a trap game because you're looking ahead to the big matchup <laughs> on Saturday. Yeah, that, um, yeah. but it's, it's I'm, a I'm, mental test. Yeah, I'm impressed with uh, I'm impressed with the Big Twelve again this year. They're, they're playing some really good basketball, and the polls reflect that. All right, that's our game of the week, as you mentioned. NRV Furniture. Nobody beats an NRV Furniture deal. Now, uh, our top three. Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top 3. Brought to you by South Main Chiropractic in Blacksburg. All right, what are we counting down today, Bill? Well, we're avoiding politics, but since the primary was there last night, in honor of the New Hampshire primary, the top three athletes ever from New Hampshire. See, I like this kind of politics, where we just allude to it and then go right back to sports. So, <laughs> so I mean, everyone knows like New Hampshire's a small state. Mm-hmm. They don't have a Division One football team. They don't have a pro sports team. I mean, they're in New England, so they follow the Patriots and they follow the Red Sox and the Boston teams, I guess. But there's only just over a million people that live in the whole state. So it's basically the size of Fairfax County, population-wise. Right? Sheesh. When you, put, when you put it like that. But they've had some good athletes. All right, so, so the top three athletes ever from New Hampshire, and I did not know any of these people were from New Hampshire till I did this last night, but um, number three on my list is, a, is a, a lady from Dover. She was a five-time Olympic gold, medal, uh, gold medalist in swimming, and in 1999, she set the record for the 100-meter butterfly. Her name is Jenny Thompson from Dover, Delaware. Five-time, sorry, five-time Dover, Olympic Dover, gold. New Hampshire. Dover, New Hampshire. Oh, Dover, Delaware. I'll take it. I'll, we'll claim her in Delaware. No, uh, <laughs> she's from New Hampshire. Greatest, greatest swimmer ever from New Hampshire, Jenny Thompson. And then number two, that'll probably stick for a while. Yeah, number two on the list, Mike Flanagan, pitcher for the Orioles. He's from Manchester, New Hampshire. He won the nineteen seventy nine Cy Young Award. He went twenty three and eight with the Orioles. He played uh, eighteen years in wow. Major League Baseball and won one hundred and sixty seven games. Mike Flanagan, Manchester, New Hampshire, Cy Young Award winner from New Hampshire. They got one. And number one, there you go. Who's one? The number one athlete ever from New Hampshire, from Charlestown, New Hampshire. Carlton Fisk, legendary, ten-time All-Star Major League player, holds the Major League record for career home runs by a catcher with three hundred and fifty-one. And and for those of us that were alive, which in this instance does not include you, um, <laughs> I know where you're going with it, though. I've yeah. seen it. In 1975, in Game 6 of the World Series, Carlton Fisk hit one of the most dramatic home runs ever in the history of uh, Major League Baseball for the Red Sox, waving it fair as it went down the left field line at Fenway Park. Carlton Fisk, Charlestown, New Hampshire, the greatest athlete ever from New Hampshire. And and I think that's a worthy number one from New Hampshire. I think most New Hampshireans would agree with you on that one. Uh, oh, they are New Hampshire. That's that's how you say it. I don't know. I made that up. I, I I I can't. I don't even know if I've met someone from New Hampshire in my life. Uh, which which just goes to show how like impressive it is that they have some impressive athletes. You don't you don't exactly bump into New New Hampshire natives that often. Uh, so anyway, Bill, we appreciate you for joining us. We, we got to go ahead and, and get out of here. Uh, do want to remind everybody this will be rebroadcast tomorrow morning at six a.m. Uh, if you can't make it to that, you can always catch it on the podcast everywhere podcasts can be found. Uh, Bill, as always, thanks for stopping by. Always good to be with you, Tim. All right. We'll be right back with more of the Tim Donnelly Show right here on WRAD. It's all at First and Main. Eat, drink, shop, play at First and Main in Blacksburg. 
Swing through for your favorite coffee at Starbucks or stay for lunch. Fresh Mediterranean food at Zoe's Kitchen. Delicious Italian at Avellino's. Something hot off the grill at Bull and Bones. Plus much more. Relax and see the latest movies at the only IMAX and the NRV at Frank Theater Cinnabowl and Grill. It's all at First in Maine and Blacksburg. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to hear the latest. First in Maine. Eat, drink, shop, play. You know, buying or selling a home is one of the biggest decisions you'll make in your life. And when you're ready to move, you need a real estate team with a home field advantage. You need the Louise Baker team with Long and Foster. Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda have over 30 years of experience in your hometown. In fact, the Louise Baker team will make sure you get the most out of your property and help you find a new home. They're your one-stop place to buy, finance, and close. Be sure to check them out at nrvhomes.com. The Louise Baker team, giving you the home field advantage. Several months ago, I got tired of experiencing back pain and it made me hesitant to even do the simplest things around the house. So I went to my doctor but all he could do was suggest I take pain medication. After that, I knew I needed a second opinion and I visited South Main Chiropractic Clinic in Blacksburg. The doctors there created a plan tailored for my recovery and now I'm pain free. If you're struggling with back issues, I suggest you give South Main Chiropractic Clinic a call today at 552-5202. We're back with Randy Kinder of NRV Furniture today talking about Bassett Furniture. Hey, Randy, what makes Bassett Furniture so exceptional? Number one in the business, Bill, solid wood frames, foam and case cushions. You cannot beat this stuff. Hmm, Now, you tell me the fabric on these Bassett pieces can even be cleaned with bleach? Yeah, very stain resistant, but if you get a stain on them, you can actually clean them with a bleach solution. It will not fade the fabric. The leather is the best I can get? Genuine Italian leather. Randy, what is it you always say about NRV Furniture? Nobody beats an NRV furniture deal i guarantee nobody welcome back into the tim donnelly show talk of the new river valley wrad 101.7 103.5 1460 am i'm tim donnelly alongside producer lobro lobro you ever seen mighty ducks i've never seen mighty ducks i know that emilio estevez is in it though i know that much all right well i'm gonna have to educate lobro because i was about to break some news that mighty ducks fans will find is absolutely insane I'll put it that way. Actually, I'll I'll tease that real quick here. I have to educate Lobro, so I'll do that during the commercial break. When we come back, news that Mighty Ducks fans will find is absolutely insane right after this.